Welcome to another episode of Demystifying Gay Porn. I am your host, I.K. Grande. And uh, in the past 12 years, if you watch porn, I've definitely helped you get off. Uh, before I introduce my guest, I really quickly want to tell you a story uh, that just happened. Uh, it was after uh, leaving Dark Alley Rafa Club. Uh, I found myself yet again without a job and, uh, I needed to get some work. And, um, through, through a friend, I was able to work, uh, on the black party. Now there's no video for the black party at the moment. Uh, and that's a totally different story. However, uh, part of, part of the reason that happened is because, um, I was hired to work the black party and do their annual video that they do. And, uh, it was called last right. So we're doing this whole Caligula party. We ended up getting there. Uh, everything was put together. We did the rehearsal. I thought everything was on point. The guys were all on it. When we got there for the show, it was a complete shit show. Uh, and I've heard that it happens more often than not. But to add on top of that, the person that put together the black party, um, around 1230 AM at night, you know, I'm recording all this stuff. I'm doing everything. He comes up to me and says, why aren't you at the just for fans booth? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I didn't know anything about this just for fans booth. He's like, yeah, you're supposed to be there shooting. And I said, no, I'm not. I'm, I, I was hired to do the black party shoot. Uh, so little, you know, long story short, uh, I go to the Just for Fans booth. They have a photo thing set up. Uh, they're taking pictures with the step and repeat and all that. And um, then they have people just having sex, or they were. They hired some models. There's like four or five of them, and they're all uh, just standing around, and they're going to fuck each other. And that's all good and dandy, but I wasn't hired to do that. And for anybody out there who is a videographer, a producer, or anything like that, you are not, I don't care how good you are, you cannot work a party and get video for that and then also shoot for a company like Just for Fans. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't bring an external microphone for that because my intention was not to shoot audio because the, the uh, music was going to be so loud and licensed and a whole bunch of other stuff that we weren't going to be able to use the audio anyway. So um, what, is, what is up now is uh, after I edit these scenes, these short fuck scenes for Just For Fans, I end up uh, sending it to the promoter or the person that's hosting the black party. And Just For Fan rejected it because of the audio. Because you know what? It was an onboard camera or an onboard microphone for the camera. The audio sounded horrific, but I don't know what was expected from a live event, an uncontrolled environment. That was my first taste of Just For Fans, and everybody talks about Just For Fans. I, I gotta give them credit for everything that they do, but in my opinion, that should have been a little bit uh, better taken care of. So um, if there is no Black Party video this year, I can take partial responsibility for that, but I also am not taking full responsibility for that. And I will never, ever work that party again. Uh, it, it's for everybody else. Good. Have a good time and all that. It's great. Everybody looked like they were having fun. It was a fucking shit show for me. And I didn't have fun one hour of that, that the time I was there, no bad blood with just for fans or anything like that. Uh, it's just something that, that happened to come across. I, I happen to come across. So with that being said, I want to introduce my guest today. Uh, he is a former military man. He is a porn star who's worked with a lot of different companies. And um, he's got a Just for Fans page? Yeah. yeah. Um, just for Fans, Atlas Grant. Just for Fans, do you have OnlyFans? Or? And I do have OnlyFans, OnlyFans, Atlas Grant, and I have a Rough Up Club page. Too. Okay. So without further ado, uh, please welcome Atlas Grant. Hey, guys. What's up? Um, on, on Black Party. Yeah. 
Well, you don't have to work for them ever again because that was supposedly the last one. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. They say that every year. Yeah. But um, I didn't enjoy this year either. Did was, you? It was a change of venue too, right? They don't usually do it. It's in the Bronx. Uh-huh. It was a trip, and I took a shuttle bus from Metro Bar in Brooklyn all the way there. Oh, and it was a hassle. <laughs> you were at uh, the same party I was. I think I actually saw you for a second. Like, however, yeah, that yeah. much time. I was, I was going through it. I'm not even going to lie to you. I, the, the technicalities or the technical stuff that they want you to do in the middle of thousands of thousands of people with wires, like none of it was going to be a safe environment for anybody. It was, um, I had a panic attack. That's why I had to leave. Really? Um, it was one of the dark rooms. It was mm-hmm. covered in plastic sheets oh, and there was okay. no ventilation and it was just bodies on top of bodies. Yeah. It was hot for a little bit. Yeah. It was like good hot, but then I was like, can't be in here. I need to fucking leave. Yeah. It was way too much. Um, so you are a porn star who, um, you're not, you're freelance porn star, right? You, you don't have, have an agent. I do have do, an agent. Okay. I belong to Fab Scout, but I'm not exclusive. Okay. But I like to like I like to talk and communicate and meet with people, so mm-hmm. that's why I chose not to be exclusive. Just because I like having my relationships with certain studios, like mm-hmm. Champ Robinson or Bear Films, or if I work for the Bang Bros Company, Gun or, or Bait Bus, or even I like having those um, mm-hmm. those those relationships because sometimes it's better. I know exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes messages get messed up with the agents. But what about um, so you started your Just for Fans page? Mm-hmm. Um, What's it like now being a producer too? Oh fuck! Um, it's a lot of hard work because you have to. It's now you're doing everything. So you're wrangling. Mm-hmm. You're wrangling people to work with. You're making sure they show up on time. You're making sure you're ready. You're making sure the lights ready, camera angles. Whether mm-hmm. or not someone doesn't want their belly showing too much, especially if you're filming bear porn, like yeah, it's a lot. And um, I was directing for. I was assistant directing. Mm-hmm. I was a cameraman too for um, Bear Films, Harry and Raw Bearback, that whole for a little bit. After that, I have complete appreciation. Never be a problematic model. Yeah. <laughs> just because it's so much work. Just because you, you wake up so early preparing for your set, uh, making sure the cameras are working, mm-hmm. doing uh, all the tests and light tests and making sure all the memory cards are formatted. And then the models don't show up or if mm-hmm. they show up, they're late. And then you're like, I'm hungry. I haven't had breakfast yet. Yeah. And then you have the second scene coming up. So it's like complete respect for people who are directing and being on the production side. I've gotten to the point where um, if I have two shoots, three shoots, whatever, I pretty much set myself for, for not eating. Because if you, I, I feel like it weighs me down on top of that. So, but, but if I do get hungry, I'm like, it's all right. I can eat later. And when I do, I pick out, I'll have a, like a, a nice so big angry, meal. But, yeah. You're like, no, yeah. I definitely get hangry about that. We had <laughs> one we had one model show up two hours late and then when he showed up late, he needed to do shower, do his makeup, mm-hmm. and then he did Trimax, and then he had so many rules about his penis with Trimax and he was a bottom. So we're like, we don't have to worry about yeah. this. I was like, Whatever it is, we're gonna do some movie magic to make it yeah. what I was like Get it in post, as like, they always say. Yes. And I was like it was supposed to start at like two and we ended up starting at seven and then we had to push the second, the third shoot to like whatever, like eight or nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. So now when did you, when did you start doing porn? Um, July 1st, 2017. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, okay. So you're, you're fresh. Yeah. Oh, I've been, maybe. but I've been trying to do as much as possible because I know the average lifespan isn't that long for a model. So I'm like, yeah, but you already have production experience. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I want it. I want to do more. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, the company I was working for, they're shooting in Europe, mm-hmm. and 
I have family here and I have a boyfriend and my roommates and my pets and my friends. So I can't like just disappear for a few months and then come back. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I would like to explore it more. It's a lot more fun working with the lights and like you pick up different things from different directors. They're like some directors like shining the lights up to reflect off the ceilings. That way also light balancing when you're working with models of different colors. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I did a shoot. One of my first shoots, I worked for a studio in Florida. (laughs) I looked yellow and the other model looked alabaster. And I was like, yes. Interesting. So I'm learning. Yeah. What, um, let's talk about where you grew up. You grew up in, uh, I grew up in Williamsburg, Brooklyn before it blew up. And then I saw the whole gentrification and like Mm -hmm. it becoming a hipster town. How did that make you feel? Going, going from paying like a dollar or 75 cents for water to paying $5 for the same bottle. Yeah. And then all my neighbors completely moved. I was, my family, luckily they bought their house in the Mm fifties. So they owned it. If we didn't own it. Yeah. If we didn't own that house, we would not be living there. We would not be welcome. Yeah. They still own it, right? Yeah, they still oh, own it. Oh, good. That's but, a nice um, little uh, investment there. They, it's completely empty. No one uses it. Um, they live in Texas now, and, and um, they're happy. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Don't. You don't. You don't want to be in Brooklyn. Oh, I, I'm still. I'm still. I'm in Bushwick now. Okay. But um, I took a hiatus, and I left. I lived in um, Jersey and South Amboy mm-hmm. for a little bit. And what brought you there? Oh, I fell in love. I dropped out of college. I, fe- I fell in love with someone. I dropped out of college. Um, and I was pretty much like a house husband, just doing laundry, cooking, and cleaning, and yeah. taking care of my cats. And it was horrible because <laughs> I don't know how to drive. <laughs> yeah, you need to. Drive. So if you have to take like New Jersey Transit, yeah, horrible. Mm. And the gays there kind of kind of suck. <laughs> they're, okay. No, they're all closet cases who drive Honda Civics and they have mommy <laughs> issues. Like, it's okay. If you go to the shore and you hook up with the shore gays, they all have girlfriends, wives, kids. Yeah. And they're all like DL and their profiles all headless torsos. Yeah, I can I can see that. I can see why you'd get that. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I was over it. The second I started going back to New York, I was like, oh, there's a face attached to your torso. And you don't have you don't drive a Honda Civic and don't talk about your Honda Civic twenty four <laughs> hours a day. What has been the best studio experience that you've had for you to work with, like in, in the two years that you've been in the industry? Studio experience, like, I could say, like, showing up on time, the director's on time, mm-hmm. like, that kind of stuff. That's, or, you know, how, they, how they've treated you. If oh, there have been... I've, been, I've been very lucky, and I haven't been treated horrible by a studio, really. I mean, I worked for a studio that was bad in Florida, but mm-hmm. it's because they freelanced their directors. It wasn't okay. the studio's fault. They, they freelanced a director, and the director was straight, and he had no idea what gay sex entails. Like, hmm. if your call time's at 10, at 10 a.m., the bottom's going to be ready for 10 a.m. That douche is going to hold up for you know a short amount, like a, 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 a short lifespan. Amount of time, it's yeah. Douche lifespan. So they're straight directors. They're used to shooting straight porn, and they don't know that if the cold time, the bottom will be ready. And I was working with Phoenix Fellington, who okay. is a really good friend, and I love him to death. And he's a big guy. We've been dying to hang out. <laughs> yes, he's huge, but also he's like super nice, super yeah. sweet, and um, he was ready. <laughs> But the shoot didn't start to like around two or three p.m. because mm-hmm. they were setting. It was like we were in a place called Monkey Jungle and we were filming. And I'm like driving an ATV, and it was a whole. It was like four hours of B-roll, and then um, only like actual fifteen twenty minutes of sex was filmed. But like I passed out, blowing him. Like I was dehydrated. There was no running water. Yeah. 
I didn't. I couldn't read douche. So thank God my douche held up. Imodium is a fucking godsend. But, um, is that part of your process? Yeah, Imodium? it's Metamucil every day and Imodium for shoots. <laughs> but um, luckily, I was clean enough and I was perfect. And mm-hmm. I took Phoenix's dick surprisingly. But that that's a rarity. Like most of the times, the studios I work for are run by like gay men, mm-hmm. and they're completely understanding. They understand that sometimes dicks go soft. Sometimes mm-hmm. you need to reduce. You need to touch up. Um, so I'm I'm lucky because I know I've heard of horror stories mm-hmm. and like people having really shitty situations where like directors try to like force themselves on people. A friend posted something on Facebook about like a director trying mm-hmm. to like ask for audition tapes and then ask for an audition before the scene. Yeah. And I'm like, never happened to me. Most of the time, all the directors are completely chill, and I just end up talking to them. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've had great, I mean, I've worked with Champ. Um, I have a very good relationship. I've worked with Bear Films, Harry and Raw. I'm really close to the director, mm-hmm. um, um, Tony Banks. Okay. Um, or Jay Banks, whatever name he's going by. He goes by like both. But um, he was actually my mentor and he taught me and he scooped me out. So, but um, yeah, most of the students I work for are great. Um, no shitty stories. Everyone's been pretty chill. Well, that's good. Then I don't have to ask that next question, Yeah. which was, what was your worst studio? My um, worst studio was actually a straight studio, and it's owned by one of the mega corporations. Okay. And if I say anything bad, I won't ever get to work for them again. Yeah, I'm not trying to say anything bad either. I don't know who they are or which one it is, but I have a pretty good idea. Yeah. And um, their their grip yes. is, is It's a very strong grip. <laughs> and right now, because I have my little my little porn family, some of them are starting out and they've lucked out with great deals with that company. So mm-hmm. I'm like, they're a great company though. They're definitely going to, per- they're going to throw you into the stratosphere. You're mm-hmm. going to be a big star way quicker than anyone I know. Mm-hmm. So you are a Marine, a former Marine. Yeah. Um, I was an 1812 tanker crewman okay. and, um, I worked with the M1A1 Abrams. I was a driver, loader, gunner, never made it to um, tank commander. And, and then for my last deployment, uh, my company was really like, gung-ho and they wanted to like go deploy again so they changed our job hmm. and i became a dog handler so to sniff out like idd um, okay. ieds and like bombs and so you were on tour you i did i did a couple deployments i did iraq afghanistan and then i did a training one in australia okay it's fun how long was your por- uh your military career um four years two months nice active duty and then three years eight months three years do you attribute your military career to your uh punctuality and yes um it definitely changed my life um i'm always scared of being late that's why i don't rely on public transportation Mm. i'm like always (laughs) like i live in brooklyn so the l train's down i know for a fact it's down (laughs) so i actually walk outside of my way to go catch a different train to get me someplace i like to be at least 15 to 25 minutes early that's cool that's appreciated, yeah. uh, especially for, for like work and yeah. stuff. It's definitely appreciated. It's, 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 it's my way of life now. Like I get really anxious now mm-hmm. when people in my life are like, Oh, don't worry about it. We'll make it on time. I'm like, no, I don't want to be on time. I want to be early. So that way I'm situated and I know what I'm doing. I, uh, I am one of those people who, um, is probably 20 to 25 minutes late for parties and stuff like that. It's and, fine. You know. But I'll get anxiety and I'll be bothering you the whole time. I'm texting you yeah. like, what are you doing? I know. I can I'm standing here alone. <laughs> so now, uh, who, we'll get into your family because I know you have a house of Grant yes. and stuff. But it's, who, it's um, who is your favorite bottom that you've oh. worked with in the industry? Or just somebody that you've seen and you're like, oh, you know, this guy's, this guy's hot. I really want to work with him. 
working wise, like initially in the beginning, when I wasn't like when I didn't like I didn't have a lot of experience and I didn't work with anybody yet. I remember I'm actually going to be working with this person soon, but um I used to watch a lot of Rough Club videos and Brian Bonds was in he was always the bottom in the group in the in the scenes. And then he was actually the director for the studio I started my first one of my first studios. He was the dire- um, assistant director and the cameraman too. And my scene partner canceled on me, or well, he canceled in general. So my, the company just threw Brian in. This was like two years ago, and he was like working with them consistently. I was like, I jerk off to your scene all the time. Mm. I'm curious as to which scene it was because I probably directed it. Was, it. it was it was definitely in Florida. I think John Galt was in it, and. Um, I wasn't. I didn't direct that. That was Nick Moretti. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was, well, that good was back when he was in. Yes, he was. He was, he was with uh, Fort La- in Fort Lauderdale. But yeah, I kept. There was like, you know how like, you have your tabs saved. Mm-hmm. It was like one of my saved tabs, and then I finally saw him. And we like we smoked a little bit of weed, and I was like, "Oh, it's you." <laughs> and he's probably one of because like starting and like actually like watched mm-hmm. his videos. He was one of my favorite tops and favorite bottoms to work with initially because he was. The most reliable person. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. dude was a good guy. He was the cameraman for the first scene. He acted in the second scene, did the camera work for the third scene, and like helped doing the yeah. editing after. And I was like super impressed. Good for him. So you would say he's your he's, favorite top and favorite bottom, or um, do you have? Well, he's my like favorite top because his dick's very blunt too. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> what do you mean by blunt? It's like very, it's very straight and okay. it's very like he fucks very hard. He okay. kind of like yeah. And favorite bottom, I would say. Uh, shit. I worked with a lot of great bottoms. Um, Dev Tyler was great. Dev Tyler was Dev great. Dev Tyler was great. That was a good scene. Open, very flexible, and I was able to put his freaking feet behind his head. Yeah. That was freaking awesome. And sometimes I know because I'm, I'm tight. Like, I don't know why I'm always tight. And when I meet a tight bottom and it pulls my foreskin back, sometimes it's painful. Yeah. Nope. Totally good. Good okay. to go. He was great. And I've been also jerking off to him for a while because he's been having yeah. sex with all my friends in Portland. <laughs> like, I'm um, friends with this guy named John Thomas. He's a porn actor. He does okay. a lot of bear porn. I've watched that video like three or four times with Dev Tyler and John Thomas together. Nice. I think that's really cool, though, too. When you see somebody, yeah. you've jerked off to them and you're like, oh, God, I, no, yeah. I'm going to be working with this person. Yeah, that's, that's, like, it, that's why porn's so surreal. It's like you don't, you don't meet these, you never met these people, you mm-hmm. haven't talked to them yet, maybe like through Twitter or like Instagram or Scruff. Mm hmm. And then finally, the porn world brings you together. Yeah. And then it's kind of like, sometimes it's awkward and sometimes it's just fluid. It's like, you could just continue the conversation from where you picked off online. And then sometimes it's like, I've been talking to you for a long time and I'm jerking off to you. So it's kind of weird. <laughs> so now who's been, um, <clears throat> you know what's coming. Oh God, not worse. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, and again, and I've said it in every podcast that I do, it's not trying to be shady, not trying to be anything. It's just more, you know, look, if you've had a bad experience with a studio, with a person, I think, honestly, there's no room. I'm not trying to, like like I said, I'm not trying to be hateful or anything. It's one of those things where you reflect, right? And if the person hears this and probably hears it a good amount of times, he's like, okay, well, the problem's probably me. No, okay. So for it's normally what makes it bad is like the bottom's not bad. It's Mm anatomy-wise, like sometimes a dick and a hole don't match up. There was a guy named J.W. Bear. One of my like first few scenes I did, mm-hmm. um, the anatomy did not line up. Mm-hmm. So I remember I was on my tippy toes because he couldn't. He was a little bit older. He couldn't. He had a bad back, bad knees. So his posture wasn't great. So mm-hmm. he was really high up and taller than me. So I was I remember being on my tippy toes, yeah. topping. 
and it was like on a long wooden table and I'm like trying to make it work. And then he actually got bloody. So we had to stop a few times, mm-hmm. but that's expected, especially if someone's um, douching too much with um, a power douche. And okay. It's metal. Oh God. Yeah. Sometimes it messes up the membrane and it makes It'll it pierce. Little... Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Well, I mean, that's a really, really good way to put it. Actually, the anatomy, uh, anatomically, yeah, it doesn't work. Um, cause that's, that's a majority of why I've had issues with, like I have my, I have my favorite bottoms and my, my least favorite people to work with. Yeah. And a lot of times I, it's, it's really how you arc, how well, you do a certain amount of. One of my other favorite tops is, um, Mark Giacomo. I have sex with him on a regular basis in New York. Mm-hmm. Our anatomies don't match up, but we make it work. Just mm-hmm. Well, you've learned. You've got yeah, to I, I know exactly how his penis curves. I know exactly how to, mm-hmm. how to freaking arch my back for him or what position's better for it to work out. Just, mm-hmm. He's a good guy, and we relate on a lot of things because we're culturally we're the same. Mm-hmm. Um, we're both Italian primarily, and we just we have a lot of things like family issues we can talk about. Yeah. And sex is great with him, and I've actually started like pushing him off onto my family members. I'm like, here's Judas, and here's Gio, and I'm like, you're a good guy. Yeah. I know you're going to treat them well. He doesn't like lube though. Oh boy, yeah. I've... He thinks he can just go straight in. Spit? Does he spit it out? Not Is that even. no? <laughs> he thinks that you're pre-lubed and you come there pre-lubed. I'm like, I'm not traveling from Brooklyn to Harlem with lube in my butt. Yeah, between Sorry. your cheeks and shit. No, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> what? Um, tell me a little bit about your house. It's not really a house. It's just um, a lot of my friends. So I started doing porn first, mm-hmm. and a lot of my friends. You know, New York's hard, and New York's very expensive. The average rents between like two thousand to three thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And everyone has like day jobs. It's just when they started noticing I was traveling more and I was, I was becoming a little bit more comfortable, they started getting interested in it. And they said, do you mind if I take your last name? Because finding a name in porn is hard. Yeah. You have to be creative. And I, yeah, because some people, if you, give them, if, they, if you don't give it any thought and yeah. you're not serious, you have a name and you're kind of stuck with it, especially if you became popular. And I've seen too many times. I can't talk. Yeah. I, I'm not going to name names, but there's some people, they name themselves after animal like stuffed animals and toys oh god like so now you're getting called this name in the street by people (laughs) you didn't think about it and now it's sticking with you some of them don't even have my name but they're still part of like our little like yeah like your click and yeah not click click sounds negative yeah it's more like a well we are very tight what's like a fetishy thing that you like to do one of my first fetishes was like dad son role play okay when i was younger now it's evolving I'm only 30. I'm turning 31 in a couple yeah. days. And um, there's a whole new crop of gays. So it's like, there's like, I feel like everyone's 25 now. There's like a whole, like, there's a whole group of 25 year olds now uh-huh. that are like, that are out. And they're like, calling me daddy. And oh, like, yeah. Okay. Like, oh, my heart hurts. Yeah. I'm only 30. But um, one of my first fetishes was dad son fetish because I was really into older guys when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I still am. I. Does that evolve? Like now that you're going into your thirties, when you think of older guys, they're still getting older. 40, 50. Yeah, okay. So still, it yeah. evolves with, well, I with lost, you. I lost my virginity to a 55 year old when I was 14. Wow. Yeah. But I was also a fat kid. I was, you know, 200 plus pounds. Mm. I had facial hair, had body hair. I was the, the problematic bad person in that okay. situation. It was not the guy's fault. Oh, okay. So yeah. you kind of like, I was like, yeah, I'm 18. Ah, uh, okay. Well, yeah. that's well, that's different. Yeah, and I he also looked eighteen. And... I was also sneaking into the eagle at that age, so okay. it's like it's not his fault. Like, damn. Okay, good yeah. for you. You got a story behind. That. Yeah, no, but I, daddies are always. It's nice for me to be held sometimes, mm-hmm. and 
daddies know what they're doing. And do you find yourself in a big brother role? A lot. Okay. Yes. That's why I feel like my relationship is with a lot of the people who, a lot of the grants. Mm-hmm. So like I worry about them all the time mm-hmm. and I'm stressed about them all the time and I'm trying to make sure like their lives are together and I'm like, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, it's a good role for me because mm-hmm. I, I just filmed with like Will Angel and Liam Angel Okay. And they're really big into the dad son role play and trying to find where I fit in. Cause what they do is they create like a pack Okay. and like trying to figure out, figure out where I fit in that like pack situation kind of thing. Like, like an uncle or, yeah. or a was, nephew. He was like, he kept like calling me like, I'm a baby daddy. He's like, you're too young. Like you're not too young, but you're young. So like you, are. you have like a dad role and he's like, you, you assume that position a lot. Like you want to make sure everyone's like settled and cr- See, okay. I can I can see you being a dad at 31 if you like the way I I think of it too is or the way I kind of rationalize all of it is okay maybe I'm 31 right and I could have had a baby at like 14 or 15 in real life yeah, yeah in real life IRL as I heard the other day which is another thing I I'm like, a horror I can't speak in yeah <laughs> in today in <laughs> no yeah but, um, it doesn't bother me hmm. as much it's just sometimes I'm like when someone's like closer in age to me and they're calling me daddy, I'm like, yeah, I know. dude, you're 28. I'm yeah. like, I'm two years older than you. You were like a sophomore when I was a senior. So. I had, yeah, I had a model call me daddy and he's like 28, 29. And I just turned 39 and I'm like, listen, let me at least get in my forties and eventually call me daddy. Like this is, yeah, no, I'm, I feel big brotherish right now. That's a good my, role. Like, yeah. I, I like, it's like a stepping stone. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You got to let me get there first. You know, what is one thing that, uh, your fans may not know about you that you would like them to know about you because you know, part of this podcast is demystifying the idea that, you know, when they see you, they can walk up to you and just be like, Oh, you know, uh, let me jerk you off or let's have sex or whatever. That's the thing. So it actually, it goes kind of with that roommate thing. Automatically when you do porn, everyone thinks you're a freaking slut mm. and they're like, and that, that's not a bad thing being, I've had some free, sluts, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. Good for you. But like, I'm not doing four sex parties in a day and I'm not, I'm not really proud of how many loads I took on a Tuesday, you know? Mm. So I'm a very, I'm not a boring person. I I just, I like my comforts and Mm -hmm. I like being home. Yes. I like to go to sex parties occasionally, Mm -hmm. but I'm not living sex party to sex party. Mm -hmm. And I'm not like, oh my God, there's a sex party tomorrow. Let's go. I'm like, I also like to eat. I'm Mm -hmm. Italian. (laughs) So yeah. I, I so like you. being bottom ready all the time is really hard. It's also the summer and I'm hairy <laughs> and I need a little bit of foreplay. like yeah. a little bit of ass eating. Um, oh. and also I like to do that too. So yeah. you said something the other day that really struck me, which was, and I don't even think you, you thought I was listening, but it's interesting to me. You talked about a model and their thighs. And then you said, I would love to have him sit on my face with his thighs. I don't even need to do anything. I just want him to, I want oh, to feel his I, thighs on me. I love, I love thick legs. Mm. Um, that's actually one of the things like me and my roommate talk about a lot is like, we just love like juicy legs okay. and like thick legs. Like it's hot. It's sexy. Like just imagine like just big thighs on your face and just eating ass. And like, so you can literally just, you can I come love, by I, having somebody. I just, did a scene like that once okay. where like, um, we couldn't, it wasn't so sometimes in porn scenes aren't fluid mm. there's breaks and you have to like reposition cameras and change positions so it sometimes takes the sexy element out of you know out of porn so mm. it's like so in order to come sometimes it's hard especially when you're doing like one that has like a million breaks mm-hmm. and we actually ended up doing a scene where the guy was straddling my face and just like pretty much suffocated me with his ass cheeks oh, and 
I came that well. He was also playing my nipples and stuff came in with his ass, and it was really hot. Sweet. But I love eating ass. Ass eating ass that's clean and someone who takes care of their ass. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, I my roommate recently kind of introduced me into like he like bit on my cheek mm. the first time, and I freaked out. I was like, "You don't bite my hole." I was like, I need oh, that shit to I be see. sensitive. <laughs> but then I started getting into it and I was like, little love nibbles, like yeah. little like love bites. It's kind of sexy now. And, and then, like, I try incorporating it now and I'm like, please don't freak out. I yeah. want to try. Okay. But yeah, I love eating ass. I love thighs, big thighs. I wish my thighs would get bigger. Keep doing so many squats. Mm. It's not happening for me. But <laughs> I see that I, I am encroaching on um, some of your scene time. You have a scene coming up. Yeah, now. super excited. Yeah. Doing another scene for Champ Robinson's website. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait. Gotta it's going to be a three-way. Yeah, I got to thank Champ for uh, <clears throat> letting me use his uh, his dining room. His while, while While we're in beautiful New Orleans for yes. Southern Decadence. I forgot to mention that. Love it. But, um, yeah, um, I want to thank you so, so much. Thank you for inviting for me. Here. This is my yeah. first podcast I've ever been on. I was kind of nervous. I was like, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to say or uh, what, the, what the talking points are going to be. Yeah. But well, thank you. Yeah, you kind of just you, you walk into them as you're in it. So it's, yeah, I no. hope it was it was cool. Completely great. Thank you so much. For no problem. Me. Guys, uh, you've been listening to the uh, Demystifying Gay Porn Podcast. If you like it, subscribe on Buzzsprout. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe on YouTube because we record them and we put them online. Um, I've been your host. This is Ike Grande. And if you've watched porn in the past 12 years, I've definitely helped you get off. It's, you know, I've, I've had to own that because no, it's, you know, it's one of those things. And I'm, I start saying things like, if, I find it hilarious that people say, if I made you come this year, you should buy me a present or a Valentine's Day gift. <laughs> oh God. I've, I've been due then. <laughs> You're overdue. You yeah. need a lot. <laughs> All right, guys. Cheers. Cheers.